Episode 99, JLA Deluxe Edition, Volume 3. Right? Yes. Alright. <laughs> I've read so many of these things, I can't <laughs> keep them straight anymore. Well, there's only four of them. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> is uh, too, too many. My name is Joe. Oh, my name is Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Too, too many, really. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. What would you have cut? Um, I wouldn't have cut anything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, for, for me, normally, All I, right. I don't read more than two things in a row. Fair enough. <laughs> so I'm so behind on all the DC New 52 titles. <laughs> I thought they all ended after issue two. Yeah, right? <laughs> Which is weird. I thought that Court of Owls thing was really going somewhere. Yeah. It just sort of, sort of stopped. Huh. Yeah. Oh, well. Wait for the train. <laughs> At least Greg Capullo can always go back to spawn. Yes. You can go home again. <laughs> oh, sidebar. You never liked Greg Capullo. Mm-hmm. Saw his Batman stuff. Was fucking amazed by it. I, I had pretty much exactly the same reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, last week on Twitter, like Scott Snyder was... Uh, Mentioning something about uh, Greg Capullo's last pages for his last issue, and I was just like, "No, what?" And uh, so, like, I, I wrote to, I, I added him. Yeah, and I was like, "Capullo's leaving. This is very sad making. Uh, he's only taking an issue off." Okay. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah, because Becky Clunan's doing an issue too, yep. isn't she? Okay. Yeah. Okay, that was scary. Yeah. <laughs> At least, you know, a great villain. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Becky Cloonan is awesome. Yeah. Don't know why she can't uh, continue to do Conan, or you know, why she's always uh, taking issues off of that. Is she, is she not she did like the, that one regularly? I don't know. She did, like, the first four issues, and then, uh, like, all I've seen is just announcements of guest artists. Weird. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I, I picked up some uh, mini-comics from her at TCAF, and yep. they were excellent. Uh, last year I had, uh, our friend Jason pick me up, uh, a copy of Wolves. Mm-hmm. That was one of them that I yeah. got, too. And, uh, I pre-ordered a copy of The Mire, uh, like four months ago. Yeah. Uh, damn, I'm still waiting on that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the one with the head sketch? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Because I think she was selling them by, them by the book. Just with the book by itself and with the head sketch. Gotcha. A couple, couple dollars extra or something. Right. I probably didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... Probably should have just had uh, you or Jason pick me up the Meyer. Yeah. Uh, at TK. <laughs> well, if you'd like to borrow my copy of the Meyer, I'll, I'll just patiently wait. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> uh, yes. Yes. That, uh, this has nothing to do with the Justice League. Though. It does not. Uh, Shockingly. Yeah. I mean, uh, tangentially, it kind of does. Batman. Yeah. Batman's Batman. in the Justice Comics. League. Comics. 
comic books, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. comic book artists. Yes. Yeah. Uh, many of whom we've mentioned that are better than Howard Porter. Right. <laughs> but, let me say that uh, by volume three here, he's really coming into his own. Yeah. Uh, I think he's, he's uh, like, I think we mentioned it last episode, like, uh, after the Rock of Ages storyline, he just sort of hit a corner and just uh, really started taking off and uh and just progressing further with uh with this book. Yeah. I think overall his art is just uh a lot better than when he started. And he's still got weak spots. Uh before the show I pointed out uh a panel of Superman carrying someone to safety. And uh both of them look very midgety. Yeah. Uh one of them a midgety Mike Myers. <laughs> It's supposed to be a, a young boy. Right. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. <laughs> but hey, we all have problems drawing. Def- definitely. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I have a problem looking like a midgety Mike Myers. As do uh, I. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who doesn't. It's really. a gravitational thing. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Gravity here in Ohio is all fucked up. Yeah. Much like it is in Canada. Yes. Where Michael Myers is from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JLA Volume 3. Oh, blah. I am having a terrible time today. Dooba Dooba Volume 3. Speaking <laughs> Saying uh, acronyms. <laughs> uh, thinking coherently. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank God it's ending. <laughs> Every episode of the show, we get progressively worse and progressively more insane. <laughs> By the end, we'll just be throwing feces at each other and yeah. shouting obscenities. <laughs> I look forward to it. Me too. Uh, you know, I have to say, uh, I, don't, I don't know if uh, you've seen this or heard about it yet, uh, but uh, there's a negative review of uh, League Night on, on our iTunes page. Really? Yes, a one-star review. Wow. Uh, Did you leave it? I did not. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even more surprising. Yeah. Uh, said that uh, it's 20 minutes of laughing, incomprehensible sentences, more laughing, and then barely a description of the episode. It's good if you like car talk. One star. Well, I like car talk, so that I sounds do. good. Also yeah. like car talk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> So which of us is click and which of us is clack? Um, hmm. Uh, I'll be clack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, fuck that person. <laughs> no, but they're you, also you know, not entirely wrong. You know, honestly, I appreciate the feedback. Yeah. Uh, any any sort of feedback is welcome as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Constructive, preferably. Yeah, yeah. preferably. And also, uh, if you don't get what this show is, then fuck you. <laughs> and I appreciate the comparison to Car Talk, because I like Car Talk. I do as well. Yeah, I know there is a, a large uh, contingent of people that uh, don't. Yeah. There's some weird backlash towards towards Click and Clack. Yeah. But uh, I find them delightful. Yeah, and so do I. And I love the Weekly Puzzler. Yeah. Um, and also... Um, uh, shit. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Go and find any of our past episodes where we do do in-depth uh, descriptions of things. <laughs> do do, yeah. <laughs> and you'll discover that those are terrible. Yeah, we we are not good at that, the, so that's why we avoid that. These straight recap episodes are uh, are boring. Yes, uh, and uh, and our regular listeners yes uh, told us not to do that anymore. Yes, so we stopped. Yep, because we listen to feedback. And, uh, yeah, you know, if you want a blow-by-blow of an episode, uh, go fucking watch that episode. Or look up the Wikipedia page. Yep. <laughs> Enjoy. IMDb it. Yes. Have uh, a good time. Exactly. Uh, it's all about, uh, it's supposed to be about our reactions. Sometimes we forget that. <laughs> uh, go back to last episode. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was, that was probably pretty drony for, for some people. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, uh, sorry for laughing, but we like to have fun. Yeah. I mean, I'll try and not laugh for the rest of the episode. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's go ahead and be deadly serious about everything that we're doing here. This, this show is serious, serious like cancer. Serious stuff. And the situation in Darfur. Yes. So, so JLA, Deluxe Edition. Volume 3. Yes. What are your thoughts on this edition of JLA? My thoughts on this edition are uh, that I enjoyed most of it, for the most part. Okay. Um, I felt that uh, there's one issue in particular that was fairly weak. Okay. Uh, But it was part of a storyline. It was mostly due to the guest artist, Mark Pajarillo. Okay. Or Padrillo, as Thank some you. people know him. Thank you. This is America. Yes. Uh, I apologize. Uh, I accept um, your apology. Can't do it! <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure I was going to break first. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. <laughs> That's why we don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, lots of good shit in this one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we we uh, we did supplement it. Uh, I think we talked about it. Uh, but uh, this is the book where the DC One Million crossover happens. So we we read that in addition uh, to this book because uh, for some reason it's just not included. It is stupid that it's not included yeah, here. It's incredibly dumb. Uh, <clears throat> Grant Morrison wrote it. Yeah, it's the Justice League. It's a JLA story. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna fucking put the JLA Wildcats crossover, you can put DC One Million in here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. Reprints, so that this one will also be worth a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Cross your fingers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so yeah. So the first uh, story arc is the, uh, the it's only uh, a dream. It's only a dream. <laughs> uh, the Justice League goes to sleep. They do, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if if uh, if Morpheus or Daniel or whoever was Sandman at the time had been in that two parter of of the Justice League cartoon, it would have been fucking great. Yeah. At least better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Sandman shows up. Yes. Neil Gaiman's... Gaiman or Gaiman? Uh, I've heard it either way. I, I, think, I, I say Gaiman. Yeah. 
I uh, I think I've trained myself to say Gaiman. All right. Even though I instinctively probably just want to say Gaiman. Okay. I'll try. You do like Gaiman. I do. You and Alan Scott both. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This is this is no, not a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> now this is uh, one of very few appearances, if not the only appearance of Sandman outside of of uh, a, a Gaiman written comic. I'm gonna guess only since it became a Vertigo book. Yeah. Because uh, uh, in the early issues of Sandman, uh, there was uh, some appearances here and there by uh, DC Universe characters, mm-hmm. including the Justice League. And Dr. Destiny. And Dr. Destiny. Who is a sick fuck. Yes, he is. Was. Yeah. <laughs> in that book. In that book, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure people went to sleep in that book, too, and uh, it was also probably awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've only read the first... 20 issues of Sandman. Oh, wow. Uh, I have the uh, volume one of the uh, Absolute Edition. Okay. Which uh, has all of the issues you've read already. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, and I also, uh, I think back around the time when JLA was being published, uh, Vertigo put out black and white reprints. Yeah, yeah, the Essentials. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, But they only published like the first 20 issues of that. <laughs> So yes, everything that I'd already read. <laughs> and I want to get the the other Absolute Editions, uh, but you know, they're pricey. They're very pricey. They're very heavy. At this point, I almost want to get, because I've got all of the trades, right? but I am really tempted to get the annotated versions, mm-hmm. just because as an English student, I love that kind of crap. Right. But uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't pulled the trigger on any of those yet. But yeah, I love that series. Excellent stuff. I enjoyed what I read. Yeah. So are so so you don't do you know who who that is? I know who no. Daniel is. Okay. Uh, I'd, I'd been around enough people that uh, loved Sandman that uh, you know I just sort of knew what happened. Yeah. 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 Just one of those things I don't think you could avoid. So yeah, I knew. Uh, Spoiler, Morpheus was dead. Yeah. And that uh, his son, Daniel, took over as uh, the King of Dreams. Not his son. Uh, well, uh... The son of Lyta Hall. Yes, and, that's uh, it. Yeah. And Hector Hall of Infinity Inc. I wanted to say Elijah. Elijah? Yeah. Interesting. That's, uh, that's uh, the scroll who Johnny Storm was married was to in Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man makes about as much sense as Lyta does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. <laughs> but yes, it was the the son of. Uh, Sorry, I didn't. I'm not like actually. It's uh, he kind of the worked. son of Fury and the Silver Scarab. <laughs> kind of, I kind of was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I knew who he was, and uh, yeah, I think this was. Well, I know. Gaiman gave his blessing uh, mm-hmm. to Morrison to, to write him into this uh, JLI store. Uh, so, good on him? Yes. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, the league goes to sleep. <laughs> and it's awesome. Yeah, it actually is. Yeah. Uh, this uh, picks off from uh, the Volume 1 Starro the Conqueror story mm-hmm. uh, that was in the Secret Origins files and bullshit yeah. thing. 
That's what they're called in the new 52. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is, uh, much like I've, I've noticed a trend in reading, uh, a bunch of Grant Morrison stories in a row now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes to take two seemingly unconnected plots and uh, put them together. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of what this is. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, they're always related, you know, in the end. But, uh, you know, you think Star or the Conqueror, you, you don't automatically think, you know, the King of Dreams. Yeah. <clears throat> Though I guess I mean I'd, I'd never really thought about what happens when when Starro takes someone over. Right. What it's like for that for for that person to basically lose their free will at that point. Right. So I don't know. It, it <coughs> makes sense well, if, you, yeah. if, you, if you stop and think about it. Yeah. You shouldn't think about it. No, probably not because yeah. it's comics. Exactly. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so there's a uh, there's a young boy in the in the story. Yeah. In in the dream world. Where uh yes, Daro has basically conquered this dream world and as a result uh also the world. Yes. Because uh, everyone's asleep. Yes. Um everyone except for people in Keystone City. Yeah. Uh which is weird. Yeah. Well, was it Keystone or it was Blue Valley? Uh, I think. Okay. Yeah. Wally, Wally West's hometown yeah. in Nebraska. I knew it was a place Wally West lived. I know. Just uh, didn't right. know exactly which one. That stuck out to me, because right. I, I like that little detail. That's cool. Yeah. It's all good. I like Wally West. Yeah. He's the one true Flash. He is awesome. Yeah. All right. Don't get sad. Well, well, Don't get sad on me now. <laughs> We're so close. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we are close, Joe. Yeah. Close as close can be. Yep. Mind if I sit in your lap? Please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, they go in and they save the kid. And yeah. Stop Star. Because <clears throat> uh, the kid uh, has the key to defeating Star. Yes. Which is that uh, he vaguely remembers who Superman is. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't we all been there? <laughs> no. Oh, <okay. laughs> um, I like that the drawing that he draws of Superman before he remembers what Superman looks like or whatever right. is Superman from the DC Justice Legion A. Yeah. It's, it's like he's a shadow of Superman, but he's not actually Superman. Right. I thought that was kind of cool. It is cool. Uh, I saw that and noticed it as well. Yes. You are smart, too. Yay! <laughs> we are both intelligent fellows. Ah. <laughs> I also liked that uh, that when he wakes up, the, the young boy is a homeless guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had, uh... forget, uh, when I was reading this, uh, like, I don't know. Like, I didn't remember exactly how the story ended, so, like, I just assumed, like, the kid, like, would, like, grow up to be a superhero or yeah. something. <laughs> I was like, there's something about that kid. He's gonna be Earth's greatest hero someday. Yeah. He, he already is. He's Bum Man. Yep. <laughs> oh, D Man from the Avengers. Oh, right. 
<laughs> That's right, Bum Man is Alan Scott's new secret identity. <laughs> no, maybe that's his sidekick. I don't oh, know. Yeah, Doiby Dinkles is now Bum Man. <laughs> is Doiby Dinkles his his new boyfriend? <laughs> he should have been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <clears throat> So yeah, I like that story. The uh, the JLA story. Oh yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. I haven't read Earth Two yet. Not, neither have I. It's on order. Right. Um. Yeah, it was a good story. Yeah. Uh, a little little taste of the vertigo there in the uh, in the JLA. Uh, probably uh, ruined many a child mind. Uh, because they, they were like, "Who is this guy?" And, uh, Sandman, and they, they went and uh, searched out uh, Sandman comics, as, mm-hmm. as a kid will do, and uh, discovered horrifying things, yes. and uh, were warped forever, just like DC always feared. They read volume one of Sandman. Yes. And uh, the yeah. diner issue <laughs> destroyed them. Yes. Uh <laughs> Even if they uh, got the wrong Sandman and got Sandman Mystery Theater instead, they yeah. were still most likely just warped. Probably. This is all of Dan DiDio's fears <laughs> come to light. <laughs> or maybe they were just confused. They thought it was the Spider-Man villain in disguise. And uh, and they ended up reading Marvel comics for the rest of their lives. Again, Dan DiDio's greatest fears come to life. <laughs> I've always uh, thought that that was a bullshit excuse. Uh, the reason why uh, Swamp Thing and John Constantine couldn't interact in the DC Universe because, oh my god, the kids might track down an issue of Hellblazer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they may happen, but uh, also probably wouldn't, and uh, who cares? Yeah, they've probably seen R-rated movies at this point. Yeah. And also, what kids? Exactly. <laughs> Well, you know the kids that the One Million Moms are protecting us. Oh, right. <laughs> of course. I'm a member of One Million Moms. Yeah. Yeah. I know you are. <laughs> and that's awesome. I love it. I'm excited. <laughs> I am not, because I do not support two gays. I understand. That's not true. No. <laughs> but I'm not a member. No. <laughs> You just don't support things. I don't support things. I don't like large crowds of people. Yeah. There's a million. The idea of a million people. Yeah. It's just too much. If there were another person in here, I would shut down. <laughs> so those episodes... There were 909,000 people in here. I would probably shut down, too. I would start killing. Just on instinct. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's the uh, that's the Star of Sandman story. Yeah. Um, Next up is DC One Million. Yes, it is. That's uh, where we had to read extra stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will tell you what I think about DC One Million. All right. If I may, you may. <laughs> DC One Million is a. Four issue miniseries, yes. Plus the one issue of the JLA, yeah. Uh, and it feels like, like I got a feeling 
when I was reading Secret Invasion, that it was it started off as just an Avenger story, mm-hmm. and then somebody at Marvel was like, "No, let's make it this huge company crossover thing and an eight issue miniseries and and bullshit and tie-ins and and fuck whatever." <laughs> and I and I sort of feel like that's what happened with with the DC One Million. Right. Like Morrison had this idea for a story with the Justice League of the future and the Our Man virus and and the Solaris and all that stuff, and then they were like, "But wait, let's make it a big big crossover and make it a four issue miniseries, and maybe you could throw in some stuff with Arsenal and Tempest and 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 Rocket Reds and Vandal Savage and." And blurb, 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 blurb. And he's like, all right. Yeah. Because it, it, it <clears throat> that stuff just sort of feels shoved in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Yeah, it's it's awesome. But but he shouldn't be writing Arsenal and Tempest. And they have no business being there. It It's just ridiculous. It did seem weird. Uh, I mean... It does lead to a major event that happens in that series. Yeah. Uh, which leads eventually to the ending of it, which, which is like a little bit of poetic justice of sorts. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was weird to suddenly just see uh, Jesse Quick, Arsenal, and <laughs> Tempest, you know, hanging out in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I love Jesse Quick, don't get me wrong. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, but, I'm a uh, fan as well. But, uh, yeah, she, it, it just, it was weird. It was very weird. Uh, especially because they barely touch on it again after that. Yeah. And I know that was probably primarily just there for the other crossover issues, like whoever was writing whatever Titan-related thing at the time. Yeah. Know, probably was like, ooh, this is my thing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, I don't. I don't know if there was a Titans book at that point. I can't uh, think of there. No, there was Young Justice, but I don't think there was an actual Titans book. Uh, I can't remember. Was this, was ninety eight? Uh, it, it might have been between New Titan, between the Jurgens Titans and the uh, the Devin Grayson. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember Titans relaunch? I think that came out in like. 99 year yeah. so yeah there probably wasn't a Titans anything at that yeah. point so maybe they wanted it to be some sort of springboard maybe but it just felt shoved in there right uh, I think that's like Alan Scott likes it <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's, that's cool uh, I think though by that point hadn't uh, Dan Jurgens done the Titans reunion storyline he had yeah so so those characters had at least been together, you know, at a point. Yeah. So maybe they were just off and doing their own thing. Maybe. But, but like, Jesse Quick wasn't with them at right. that point, and Supergirl is with them for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it certainly stood out. Uh, but the rest of it is fucking great. Yeah. Uh, while I was reading the four issues, um, I mean, yeah, it, it crossed over into every DC book at the time. And uh, there were certain ones that, like, had a lot of uh, stuff that tied into that main series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Martian Manhunter, mm-hmm. uh, Green Lantern, uh, Starman, uh, 
I think those are like the three big ones yeah. that, that uh, you kind of needed to read in order to, to get the whole story. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, everything else was just sort of and like, JLA. And, well, yeah, the JLA. Uh, the JLA is sort of the unofficial fifth issue. Yeah. Uh, I think even though it comes between issues three and four or something like that. It's between two and three, yeah. Two and three, yeah. And I think, because it was a weekly series. Right. But, like, issues one, issue one came out, issue two came out, and then there was no issue of DC One Million. It was just JLA One Million. Right. So, yeah, basically it's a five-issue series. Right. Uh... And, of course, in this volume, you only get that one issue. Right. Uh, and, like, they sort of give you just a half-assed synopsis uh, before, and then a half-assed synopsis yeah. after. I love that it literally says, all you need to know is... Right. <laughs> uh, how about instead of doing that, just reprint the fucking series yeah. that's supposed to be there? Yeah. Because isn't that trade out of print? Uh, I don't know. I yeah. think it is. So yeah, that yeah. whole series is out of print now. Yeah, they should uh, they should have at least put out like a a hardcover edition that had that and uh, you know the issue from JLA and the other like really important tie-in issues. Yeah, and Hitman One Million because it was just fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> even though it had zero to do with the story. Yeah, it whatever was amazing. <laughs> My favorite issue of the One Millions. <laughs> Did you read that one? No, I did uh, not. I've, I've actually I've never read an issue of Hitman. <sighs> Book made me cry at the end. Wow. Yeah. Sandman did that for me. Yeah. Then Hitman was uh, better. Wow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Putting it out there. All right. <laughs> uh, right back in there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, slight, slight diversions. Uh, sorry, sorry, negative reviewer. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for listening. Yes. Uh, they're not listening. No, anymore. probably not. Yeah. Uh, they gave it the uh, twenty minutes and uh, decided that uh, it was fair enough to judge the other ninety-eight episodes on it. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Hitman One Million. Uh, involves a group of kids uh, in the 853rd century who uh, decide that they want to be superheroes and they figure out a way to uh, tap into the great heroes of the past. And, uh... <laughs> I can see where this is going. So they decide that they want to be, uh... They want to gain the powers and abilities of the great 20th century hero, the Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> No more. Yeah. Don't spoil the rest for me. It sounds great. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, let me just uh, throw one more thing in. All right, fine. A uh, very special guest appearance by Gunfire One Million. Nice. Wow. <laughs> he doesn't need a weapon. He is the weapon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, uh, I, I also really enjoyed that event and that crossover. Definitely. And I enjoyed, uh, other than, you know, the, the, the main tie-in episodes, I also enjoyed you know, quite a few of the other ones, because yeah. I think they just sort of took the, oh, hey, we get a chance to do one issue of, uh, what is this character like in the 853rd century, and just kind of go nuts with it. Yeah. And weren't really beholden to, you know, gotta be part of the crossover. <laughs> Which is 
I think where it differs mainly from things like Secret Invasion and uh, pretty much any crossover that Marvel has ever done in the yeah. last ten years. Yeah, definitely. Where you need to read everything. Everything is crucial. Yeah. And uh, like they've got that uh, Avengers vs. X-Men right now. Yeah. And they have a separate series so that you can see the fights. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they have the Avengers vs. X-Men series yeah. that has an AVX logo on it and doesn't say Avengers vs. X-Men anywhere. Right. And then they have a series called AVX that says Avengers vs. X-Men on the cover. <laughs> it's amazing. It's awesome. Way to go, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that little movie of yours did really well this summer yeah. because uh, your comic books are terrible. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, DC One Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, the DC, the the Justice Legion A from the 853rd century. Come back in time. Yes. To uh, they're there for for decent purposes. Mm-hmm. They, they want to take the Justice League of the, of the Legend into uh, into the future so that they can all celebrate uh, the return of the one true Superman. Right. Who is alive in the 853rd century, living in the sun. Right, which is where we left him at the end of All-Star Superman. Yes. God damn, that's a great series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham Morrison, you're fucking awesome. <laughs> Why didn't they put that in this book? Well, Because it's clearly part of DC 1 million. <laughs> Uh, let's stop this episode right now and go read <laughs> All-Star Superman real quick and come back and, uh, you know, add that into Weird. All right. <laughs> or we can just go watch the movie. Let's just watch the movie. Right. Yeah. It's better than the comic, that's for sure. I haven't seen it. That's... Okay. But nothing's better than the comic. That's true. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. DC one million. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, I was. I, was uh, I don't think I'd read that since it came out either, and I was. Yeah. I was very, very pleasantly surprised that it holds up pretty well. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, distinct lack of the actual Justice League in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, mostly mostly about the Justice Legion A. Right. And uh, you know the uh, the B list uh, members of the Justice League at yeah. this point. Uh, who? Let's talk about it. Okay. Because uh, I don't think we we talked about it much at all uh, last issue or last episode. All right. Uh, but uh, at the end of uh, the last volume, uh, the JLA has some new recruits, and uh, in this volume we we get to see them uh, in action quite a bit. Yes. Uh, we got us a steel. Mm-hmm. We got us a huntress. Mm-hmm. Uh, a plastic man. Uh, Orion and Big Barda. And Big Barda. And, uh, I'm gonna come out and say it, the real star of the show. Yeah. Zarya. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Zoriel is awesome. He's great. Uh, I mean, like, when he first appeared, it was just like, eh, alright, that's kind of cool. But then when he reappeared, yeah, and he had badass armor and a flaming sword. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then he, uh, became the star of this book, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting Yeah, how much I care about a character who's never been anything in any other book. 
uh, before. Right. Or, or since, since yeah. yeah. He's made a couple of appearances here and there. Yeah. Because uh, uh, while reading these, uh, I had to look him up on Wikipedia to see uh, whatever happened to him. And did, uh, did they just kill him off after Grant Morrison left? Uh, he kind of appeared here and there. Day of Judgment, see, he mentioned yeah. appearances. Uh, Rain uh, in Hell, probably. Rain in Hell, I believe. Uh, he was part of the Shadow Pact, I think, for oh, a little yeah, bit. Oh, yeah, that's there. right. So, yeah, he's still around, or at least he, he was, pre-reboots. Yeah. He never existed. Yeah. He's gay now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, people are going to think that we are homophobic. We are not. We are not. We are merely commenting on a trend in yeah. popular culture. Yeah. And you know what? I don't care. You know, I don't Scott can be gay. That's fine. Yeah, I don't care either. Yeah, uh, as long as he's still a good character, that's all that matters. Yeah, as long as it's not Wally West, that's all that matters. You know what? Wally West could be gay, too. Fuck no. I was, uh, you know, okay. Uh, my Wally West, mm-hmm. Ted Cord. Yes. Is still dead. <laughs> right. And when they announced that uh, DC was going to reintroduce a character into the new 52 that hadn't been seen yet, and he was going to be gay, I prayed that it was going to be Ted Cord. Yeah. I don't care if Ted Cord is gay or not, just as long as he is alive and doing stuff. All right. That's fair. And I would almost say the same for Wally West. I don't, I don't care if he's gay. In fact, him being gay is great, because that gets rid of those fucking kids. <laughs> The only reason, the only reason that I that I would care if Wally West was gay, is that it would pretty much mean that Linda Park was probably out of the picture, yeah. and I like Linda as much as, if not more than Wally. Yeah, I think she's a great character. She's a fine character, uh, but you know, current Flash, uh, Iris West is barely in it, at least in the issues that I read. Yeah, uh, which I gave up on. Oh, did you? Yeah, I read, uh, I read the first seven issues, eight issues. I didn't love it. All right. Uh, I, I gave it a fair shot. Definitely. The yeah. art's great. I love the art. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of J.H. Williams' slight, <laughs> but uh, it's fun. Uh, but, man, like, uh, just the writing was just really bad, and characters make decisions for little to no reason, uh, you know, uh, contradictory to how they'd been portrayed for issues prior. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It just yeah, it yeah. wasn't great. So yeah, well that's fair. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about Zoriel. Zoriel. He's a badass. He is a badass. He's the new Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that character in this yeah. book. Um, I kind of do wish that he would uh, make a resurgence somewhere, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's like like I think we've mentioned twice now that uh, Morrison just comes up with these things and then nobody does anything with them, you know. Afterwards, yeah, or it's very rare that they do. Uh, I mean, I'm amazed that Danny the Street has apparently shown up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he was just Danny Danny the Brick. Okay, last time he appeared All right. in the in the Keith Giffen Doom Patrol, but he was there. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, but yeah, like there's cool. no reason they couldn't. Introduce a new Aztec. Right. Yes. Aztec is inherently a legacy character. Right. Uh, I mean, well, you know, not to spoil the next volume, but, uh, you know, uh, the thing that happens is. <laughs> <laughs> so, really, not to spoil the next volume. I mean, it's. Uh, 
Okay, there could be another Aztec. Yeah, there could certainly be an Aztec. It, it could be uh, a story of this person taking on this mantle and trying to figure out what to do now because the previous one did the thing he was supposed to do. Right. <laughs> that's good. There. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Oh, man. Or fuck it. It's a new 52. Yeah. Just fucking bring him back. Completely brand new Aztec. Yeah. All new, all different. Exactly. Um, Or the same. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Steel is also surprisingly awesome in this book. I like Steel a lot. I've uh, never been a fan. Um, I've never really cared either way. Yeah. Uh, My biggest problem with him is that, uh, I mean, he... Like, in this book and, like, you know, books past this that I've read with him in it, like, uh, 52, and, mm-hmm. uh, I think some other things, you know, clearly I've read something with him in it. Yeah. Uh. Reign of the Superman. Yeah. Well, well, the Reign of the <laughs> Superman Before. thing is, like, you know, when he first came out. Yeah. And, uh, it was just like, oh, it's, like, what if we combined Iron Man, Thor, and Superman together? <laughs> and then made him black. <laughs> and it was just... I don't know, he just always screamed, like, you know, biggest rip-off character in history to me. Yeah. And, uh, just seemed like, like he didn't really have a personality or anything, mm-hmm. and, uh, I really like his portrayal in, in this book. I think he does have a personality, and, uh, he, he is more than apparently what he was made to be. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, and, and I, th- there is a point in the book where, they have sort of decided that he's the leader of the group. Right. And he's like, well, why am I the leader? And they're like, you're the one with the ass on your chest. Right. And I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, one of those few bits. Up. Yeah. One of those few bits of Grant Morrison dialogue that uh, didn't make me cringe. Yeah. <laughs> he has those occasionally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, unlike every time he writes Kyle Rayner. Aw. Yeah. That's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Wally West is, he doesn't write a good Wally West in this book either. Yeah, not really. Which is weird because he wrote a really good flash run. Yeah. Maybe I mean, it's just when Wally's around other characters, he yeah. is retarded. <laughs> 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 or maybe it's just Green Lantern. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Uh, <clears throat> of course, nah, here's, here's some heresy. Okay. Uh, Grant Morrison co-wrote that run of The Flash with Mark Miller. That's true. Maybe that's why. Wow. It was so good. Wow. And it's not so great in this book. That is some heresy. Could be. Could be. Could be. Can't possibly be. Could be. Can't possibly be. I've read Mark Miller's work. But this was when Mark Miller was good. Yeah, that is true. Have I ever told you my theory on uh, Mark Miller? No. Uh, I think Mark Miller used to be incredibly good. Uh, I think his run on Swamp Thing uh, rivals Alan Moore's run on Swamp Thing. Alright. Uh, when Warren Ellis left the authority and announced that Mark Miller was taking over, a lot of people said, huh? Yeah. And I said, fuck, yes, bring that dude on. Uh, then he became really popular mm-hmm. and he stopped wanting it because he had it and his work, then he just stopped giving a shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there, was, there was certainly a point where where his work was just like, 
oh man, this is going to be awesome. Right. I'm so awesome. Let's see how awesome I can be. Yep. And you get Nemesis and the Ultimates. The Ultimates. Oh, Wanted was fucking awful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then, but of course, like in the middle of all this, Red Sun comes out. Yeah. And it's fucking amazing. Uh, because it was written back when, uh, he still wasn't popular. Yeah. <laughs> it just took forever to come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's think, too bad. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy. I've oh, interviewed him. Very nice. Very fine. I have interviewed him. Yeah. Yeah. He was pleasant. That's cool. Enough. Yeah. You know. He's also a liar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, is this is this an entirely entire another podcast's worth of material? No, no. Okay. Uh, like before I interviewed him, uh, like he and I had like talked a little bit, uh, like via email and uh, like instant messaging, and uh, you know he said some you know things, and uh, then when the interview happened, I asked him basically, you know, the questions to get him to say those exact same things, and he responded in the exact opposite way. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Alright. Yeah. Bit of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that was back before he was hugely popular. <laughs> that was when he was just that guy writing Superman Adventures. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, at the time, I was also a little bit of a dick in my questions, uh, but I was uh, 21 years old. You know, uh, what did I know? <laughs> I'd never interviewed anyone before. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. So, learning experience. Mostly his fault. Partially my Partially fault. Partially yours, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's big of you to accept responsibility. Yeah. I do what I can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what do you like about DC 1 million? Oh, I like uh, I like seeing uh, alternate versions of characters we know and love. I like that as well. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I like the concept, you know, far in the future. I mean, we've seen time travel stories, the 60th century. We've never seen... We've never seen centuries in the triple digits. Yeah. Especially closer to the four digits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it always jumps from, like... Like, like you said, the 64th century. Right. Or the end of time. Right, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing in between. Yeah. Well, you know, because the world ends in the 65th century. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I can't think of... Even Doctor Who, like, you know, whenever yeah. they go into the far, far future, it's because they're watching the end of the world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you never, never see anyone travel that far forward in time and have it be like a thriving society and then put thoughts into what that would be. Yeah. And I mean, it's all, I mean, you don't get a ton of it, you know, cause it's all fairly quick and, you know, it's still got to service the story, but you know, just the little bit of the little elements that happen. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I love it. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah who cares about a hundred years in the future? <laughs> I know. <laughs> A million. A million years. Is that a million years? Uh, no. Okay. What, a, was it a million months? It was a million months, That's yeah. what I thought, yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, why did they take the time to figure that out? Because he's Grant Morrison. All oh, right. <laughs> 
he was tripping on peyote, <laughs> right. and he had a calculator, <laughs> and he and he met himself because he's writing himself, right? <laughs> and uh, his uh, his other self took him to meet the aliens. Yes, the red light, green light. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he met Barbalith. <laughs> And Superman was there. Yeah. yeah. Came out of the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With a green lantern. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I was going to say something. I don't even remember what it was now. <laughs> oh, no. I, I remember I was... Uh, I wrote for a fan fiction group for a long time. And uh, and at one point, we decided to do a, a uh, 10,000 events. <laughs> So we figured out, okay, in, in 10,000 months, what year will it be? And then we wrote stories and set in that era. And I was actually able to use a Flash character who had already been introduced. Nice. So that was awesome. John Fox. It was not John Fox. No, it was uh, it was Jace Allen. Uh, was introduced during, uh, during Chain Lightning. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so what year was it? Oh, man, I don't even remember. That's <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I barely interested. I want to say I want to say it was the 27th century. Okay, but I don't remember, so it would have been in the 2600s. It's pre Legion of Superheroes. Yes. Right. So really, not that far. Not that far. No, I guess comparatively. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, DC one million. Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, terrible art. Yeah. <laughs> Returning JLA Wildcats artist, Val, whatever his last name Semix. is. Semix. Uh, there was a, a part with uh, Blue Beetle, though, that uh, I enjoyed. That yeah, was Morrison cool. writing Blue Beetle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Val Semix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yes. <laughs> I, I will be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, those two stories, the Sandman story and the DC One Million story, uh, vastly superior to the stories in the rest of the book. Um, in my opinion. I will say I would agree on one of those. Okay. Uh, the Ultramarine Corps. Yeah. Uh, is the follow-up to the DC One Million, and uh, yeah, uh, not great. Yeah. Um, that that story is a uh, is a combination of the uh, uh, Ultimatum episode of JLU yeah. and the Patriot Act episode yep. of JLU. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, we get. Uh, a brand new group of superheroes who are all dying. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they didn't know it at the time. Right. But they were dying, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, they're kind of the Fantastic Four-ish, mm-hmm. and, uh, at least their backstory is. Uh, or they... Uh, their, their fake backstory, anyway. Their fake backstory, yeah. yeah. Uh, but basically, they've just been genetically engineered soldiers, uh, bred to be superheroes who uh, are... Oiled Uncle Sam, and we'll uh, kill at the drop of the hat. Yes. And uh, they turn on the Justice League, uh, because they're all dicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they're ordered to. Oh, well, yeah. They have to follow orders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, their, their leader, the General Wade Eiling... Uh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, uh, as he is best known. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, it starts out with the Ultramarine Corps uh, rescuing, or not rescuing, but retrieving the body of the Shaggy Man. Right. And, uh, 
General Eiling's plan the entire time is to transfer his mind into the Shaggy Man's body because he's dying. And uh, he kills himself. Uh, uh, yeah. At first I was like, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything seems to be going well for him. Yeah. I'm confused. I, uh, I will... I, I can't remember exactly, but I'm going to guess that when the first time that I ever read that story, uh, I didn't realize that he had killed himself. Yeah. yeah. Like, why is he holding that gun yeah. under his chin? That's weird. Yeah. He's got an itch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, played with fake guns, and I do all sorts of stupid things with them. Yeah. <laughs> but they've never killed you. That's true. So, or have they? Safety first. <laughs> with fake weapons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, he he uh, plants his uh, mind in the uh, body of the Shaggy Man and then uh, uh, de hairs himself. Yes, yeah. that's called shaving. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I think it was more of a waxing process. Yeah. All right, uh, like a, just a big vat of nair that he uh, dipped himself in. The Brazilian man. Yes. <laughs> He's hairless all over. Yeah. He's Ladies. still pretty hairy for being hairless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so basically he turns himself into the Hulk and uh, goes on a rampage. Yes. There's fighting. Yeah, lots of fighting, and it's uh, just kind of yeah. Justice League wins. Yeah. Probably, probably the most notable part from that story is like the last page that introduces Knight and Squire in right. one panel. One panel. <laughs> Uh, hey, this is their first appearance. Yeah. Uh, although, I mean, Night and Squire existed before. Him, yeah. The new version. The modern iteration yeah. of Night and Squire. Uh, and there's, uh, in the back of this book, uh, a sketch page section where Grant Morrison has, like, two sketches of, uh, Night and Squire that only appear for one page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though, because he obviously... Like, in the back of his head, he was like, yeah, and Knight and Squire will be on this team. Right. And I can totally bring them back later. Yeah. Uh, I, I do really like that. Because uh, he's done great stuff with them. Reading this, and especially reading uh, the next volume, uh, and I didn't really want to bring this up until we did that, but, uh, like, even the stuff that he is currently writing, there are seeds for it in these books. Yeah. <laughs> That is a man with a long view on things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Grant Morrison and Chris Claremont yeah. will just do anything and then come back to it ten years later. Right. And considering that at the time that Morrison was writing this book, uh, he was going to retire. Yeah. <laughs> he was going to quit DC Comics. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the world was also going to end at the uh, year 2000. Right. But uh, whatever. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, no, it wasn't going to end. He he, uh, he was going to take the next 12 years off. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. And then, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Grant Morrison. Yeah. He's a whack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Ultramarine Corps, not a great story. Not a great story. There's little moments here and there. Uh, giving Aquaman the bends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much the only <laughs> story I can think of. Yeah. Uh, some terrible fill-in art uh, by Mark Pajarillo. Mm-hmm. Pajarillo. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, I didn't care for that yeah. story. Right. 
But then the the one after that is uh, one that I actually really liked. Okay. And I put it up there with, uh, eh, maybe not up there with uh, DC One Million or even the Sandman story, but I put it up there with uh, the Prometheus story. All right. Uh, the, you, the you know, you know how I felt. I know about how you feel about that. Story. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll put it up there with the uh, the Key story. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's the big return of uh, the JLA JSA crossover. Right. Yeah. Or team up. Whatever. Not really crossover. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, there wasn't another book for them to uh, be in yet. Yeah. Yeah. But it sets up the new JSA book. It does. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. To be written by James Robinson, Jeff Johns, David Goyer, and drawn by Steve Sadowski. Yes. Steven Sadowski. I like him. I think he's great. And I don't know what he's doing anymore. <laughs> I recall like five years ago he did a fill in issue of Witchblade. <laughs> and uh, I bought it uh, for my girlfriend at the time because uh, she did enjoy a Witchblade. Mm-hmm. And I was super excited because I was like, Steve Sadowski's doing something. Yeah. And uh, it was the only issue of Witchblade that I'd read since issue one. <laughs> wow. Nice. <laughs> Could you follow it? Uh, it was alright. Alright. Yeah. Like, uh, there wasn't really much anything witchblady about it. Uh, she was on a, on a hunt for some sort of mysterious artifact, and she wasn't naked at all throughout no. it. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, well, Steve Stasky's gay. Yeah. yeah he's not going to draw a naked lady. That's true. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put him on the darkness where he belongs. Exactly. We're back on the JSA where yeah. he truly belongs. Yes. Ah, oh, man, that was a good book. Yeah, I agree. I did like that. Yeah. Until about your left. Yeah, I still liked it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll stick with the JSA. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Daniel makes an appearance in JSA. Oh, yeah. I recall before Infinite Crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I may not like uh, a Jeff Johns, but uh, I'll, I'll stand by his JSA work. Okay. Yeah. Um... So yeah, but uh, this is the uh, the first modern really team up between the the two teams, right? Uh, we get. Uh, I'll tell you why I don't like this story. Okay, JJ Thunder. He's terrible, <laughs> <laughs> and he's in it. Yeah, so I don't like the story. All right, <laughs> and it's not because I'm a racist. I think it's a bit much to completely dismiss the story because of him. <laughs> All right, I but, like I like the bits with Captain Marvel, but I totally see your point. Yeah. <laughs> I just like I I hadn't read this one since it came out, yet. right? And I remember the first time I read it, just being like, "What? What the fuck is this?" <laughs> It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> J.J. Thunder is awful. Yeah. And uh, throughout the entire run of JSA, never really got better. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. I mean, kind of. A little bit. Yeah. But it took, like, 70 issues. <laughs> uh, yeah, what a what an awful, awful creation that was. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Morrison's dialogue does not help. No. <laughs> uh, if you want to call what J.J. Thunder, what is in his word balloons dialogue. Right. <laughs> I was using the term pretty loosely. Yeah. Uh, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, he's... I can't even call them swears. 
Yeah. Because they make no sense. No. Any swear word you can think of for all the symbols that are in there <laughs> make no sense in the context of what he's actually saying. It's it's basically like if all of his word balloons had that little skull and crossbone symbol from Next Wave. <laughs> and that was all. Yeah. That would have actually probably made a little more sense. Probably. Because <laughs> then you could just fill in whatever you want. But here, it, like, there's a little bit of a framework for sentences. Right. And then nothing that makes sense in between. Yep. Yeah. yeah. J.J. Thunder is, uh, is a giant whiff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I like the rest of the story. Yeah. That's, that's why I can put it up there with the key story. All right. You know, uh, I enjoyed seeing the, the JLA and the JSA interact. Uh, the Captain Marvel stuff was fantastic. Yeah, that's probably my favorite stuff in this story was the Captain Marvel sequences. Right, him and uh, Green Lantern travel to the uh, the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they meet Mixius Pitlick's wife. Yes, Kiss <laughs> Pitlesnizz. <laughs> I know, I know her name off the top of my head uh, because I uh, in my fan fiction Flash series. I was going to make her one of Wally's main villains. Nice. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you right now. Because <laughs> there was an issue where uh, where uh, Mixie and, and Gisby had had a fight, and uh, and he comes to Keystone City, and Wally gives him relationship advice, and uh, Mixie's Pitlick decides to break up with her, and she blames the Flash. Arch enemies. Nice. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm speechless. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the Fifth Dimension stuff is fun. Uh, we get the revelation that uh, the old Johnny Thunder's Thunderbolt is, uh, is a uh, Fifth Dimensional imp. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though everyone thought he was a genie. Yeah. Then there's an evil imp in there, too. Quisp. And then Quisp. Yes. Uh, that's an addition. Oh, the yeah, the other one, not, yeah. not Quisp. The blue one. Yeah. There's the blue one and the pink one. Yeah. And, uh, they're fighting. One of his, uh, the Thunderbolt's real name is, uh, LZ or something like that. Um, or, no, YZ. No, it's YZ, yeah, because yeah. it's Say You backwards. Right. And then, uh, LZ is the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Or LKZ or something like that. Yeah, I think it is LZ. It's so cool. So cool. His name is backwards, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then Quisp is, uh, revealed to be the, uh, the main, uh, villain behind it all. Yes. Former Aquaman, uh, annoyance. Yeah. Quisp. That is awesome. <laughs> I will, I, I can get behind that, too. That's, like, that's the groundwork for all of the stuff that Morrison did in Batman, making all the Silver Age stories make sense. Right. Like, you can, you can just see the beginnings of that there. Yeah, that's really cool. It also, I think, plays off a little bit of uh, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow. Yeah, uh, with with the uh, mixes mixes Pitlick uh, revelation at the end of that story. Yeah, uh, but still awesome. Yeah, uh, it's weird. There's a podcast that uh, sadly doesn't exist anymore. No, uh, called Tom vs. Aquaman. Uh, where where Tom Caters uh, reads every issue of Aquaman. Yeah. And uh, seriously, like, ten issues in a row had Quisp in it. (laughs) 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 To the point where uh, Tom would just express his dismay 
at uh, how much Chris was showing up. <laughs> now, does that does that podcast not exist anymore because it ended, or uh, did he another thing, or did it just end? Did he not, he, not he just uh, kind of stopped doing it. I think oh. he said he went back to school or something like that, and uh, he didn't have time to do the podcast as much. He okay. said he was still going to try to do it once a week, and that was back in December. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fun little podcast. I, it, I, I listened to a few episodes of The Flash one, and, and yeah. it wasn't really for me. Yeah. But uh, I know a lot of people who enjoyed it. So. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I listened to it through the uh, Justice League, uh, uh, Tom vs. the JLA, mm-hmm. and then uh, Tom vs. the Flash, and uh, Tom vs. Aquaman. And, uh, yeah, it's been a while. All right. Yeah, too Miss bad. It. Tom Caters, if you're listening. Bring it back. Yeah. Come on. Summer started. You're you're not in school right now, right? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, Unless you're taking summer courses. Uh-huh. Which? Why are you wasting your time? You're a grown man. Stop going to school. <laughs> Stop trying to better yourself. Get a job, you fucking hippie. So so um, aside from from JJ Thunder, uh, the whole Triumph storyline did that did nothing for me at all. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> I actually. I almost forgot about it until you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because at the end of at the end of the story, Plastic Man says something like, "So ends the JLA's most forgettable adventure." <laughs> <laughs> it's either most forgettable or most pointless. I don't remember exactly what he says. Probably pointless. Yeah, it's like on the second to last page. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had. Uh... I had seriously forgotten about that entire <laughs> sequence. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that might it. be up there. There's nothing on that page. No? No. Because uh, that's part of the uh, Imp Crosser Imp uh, storyline. Okay. Um. Maybe I was thinking it while I read it. Yeah. No, yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, something tells me the JLA's most pointless adventure is out of it. <laughs> Pretty much summed up the story for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I did enjoy it while I was reading it, yeah. but, uh, yeah. I get- Apparently forgettable. <laughs> I will say I really liked the bit where uh, the Spectre was imprisoned as a planet. Right. And and they had to free him by basically speeding up the life cycle of the planet until everyone that lived on it was dead. Right. Uh, yeah. That's fucking dark. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just uh, love seeing the Spectre anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and then Zoriel and Green Lantern have to go free him from imprisonment only to discover that uh, they can't because uh, he is supporting an entire life system. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quite a conundrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Green Lantern and Zoriel had sex. Yes. Yes. Because they're both gay. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot that they teamed up for that story. <laughs> like, well, we got to wait out the life cycle of this planet. What do you want to do? It's bone down. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
think this is uh, the story that reveals that Wildcat has nine lives. Oh, yeah. Com- I, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> and I think everyone else did, too. I didn't. <laughs> no? Nope. Wow. Was that, that was that actual was that canon uh, in the in the JSA series? Yep. Wow. Yep. I did not know that. Indeed. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Pretty great. That is that. All right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, of course it is. But it's pretty cool. It's comics. Yeah. It's supposed to be ridiculous. Comics are fun. This they they're meant to be. They should be fun. They should be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Complain about it a lot. Yeah, we could record a podcast about it. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and then somebody will listen and, and think it's shit and yes. write a review. Yep. Which is their right. Good for you. Yeah, you can do that on America. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so that wraps up uh, volume three. Anything else uh, you feel you need to? Have said about this. I don't think so. I think yeah. I've said all that needs to be said. I from think my so end. as well. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, I think so far, I think every volume has had their weak spots, but uh, I would say for the most part, still uh, pretty goddamn good. Yeah, I I think that if if I had been reading this volume without reading the DC One Million miniseries, right, to supplement it, I would have been more disappointed. Yeah, I. I would have too, but only just because incomplete story right in the middle of this fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, DC. What yeah. the hell was your problem? Just because it didn't have da- JLA in the in the title. <laughs> Stupid mm. cares. I don't. I don't either. <laughs> Alrighty then. Alright. Well, we'll be back. Yes. For episode 100. It's centennial. We are doing it. Yes. No, we're, we're not really doing it. We're not boning down? We're, we're not boning down. Damn it. Zoriel and Alice Scott style. <laughs> well, can we do a 100th episode? Yeah, we can definitely do that. Sweet. Well, we'll be back next week for it. Absolutely. Goodbye. Yeah, You can subscribe to League Night at iTunes or directly at league.guttertrash.net. If you go to iTunes, please leave us a review. You can contact us at eric at guttertrash.net or joe at guttertrash.net. Listen to our sister podcast, Gutter Trash, at guttertrash.net. For more info, you can go to seanborn.net, guttertrash.net, or find us on Facebook. Thank you very much for listening to League Night. We'll see you next time.